my chatty Cathy's. Welcome, welcome to the mini gabs where we have many gabs of mini gabs. My name is Natalie. I'm Kina. And I'm Stacy. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday, <laughs> Stacy. So glad to have you here in your sparkly, shiny unicorn slippers. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I know. <laughs> that is yet another thing I need in my life that I didn't know I needed. Oh so, my god, yeah. That's so what I'm getting from that. But yes, Stacy is one of our Patreon that is joining us for this mini gab, and we're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Arkina, <laughs> right, do you want to okay. have a little some some? some 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 some? Oh, my discovery. Mm-hmm. Yes. So <laughs> we are in the middle of our cryptid theme. So there were two cryptids that I didn't get to talk about that I just needed to talk about. Okay, I found a news article from Texas. You know, I just, it's a big state. A lot of things happen here. You know, I'm not biased at all. <clears throat> in Houston, a man spotted an unusual creature wandering around his west side corridor. The animal was caught on camera and it hasn't been actually identified, but everybody is saying it resembles the legendary mythical Chupacabra. Who's your dog? I know. That's, yeah. Yeah, my, oh, my Murray dog looks just like one. The photo of the animal was taken on Richmond near Highway 6. So if you're from Houston, you might know what that means. If not, sorry, behind the shell facility, according to the viewer who spotted it. While it's most likely a dog suffering from mange. <laughs> That's so sad. Or potentially a coyote. It will certainly seems to actually resemble the mythical blood-sucking creature. So they give a little background here. Literally translated in English as goat sucker. <laughs> the legendary chupacabra has terrorized rural communities throughout America for decades. The beast described as resembling a small bear or dog-like animal with a row of spines extending from the neck to the base of its tail has been said to have been spotted first in Puerto Rico, then Mexico, and then throughout the United States. Biologists say that the chupacabra even though it's a good legend, is actually just mange. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I did know about the chupacabra is that the first one spotted was in 1995. I thought oh. this was a much longer uh, legend cryptid thingamajig. Oh, too. Yeah, at least from like the 70s with someone tripping on acid, not like <laughs> 95 grunge going on, playing yeah. Nirvana, then mange <laughs> puppy walking around. <laughs> <laughs> the chupacabra oh my god chupacabra was only recently added to the cryptid vampire list of creatures in 1995 in puerto rico where it was blamed for the attacks on goats sheep and other domestic animals supposedly leaving uneaten carcasses that were drained of blood early reports describe the creature as standing upright resembling a large reptilian kangaroo with red eyes that sounds terrifying, honestly. I don't know. Especially if it has the strength in its legs of a kangaroo. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm like, at least the kangaroo part that's creeping me yeah. out the most. Yeah, yeah kangaroos give no fuck. The thing that I found really interesting is that a lot of these witnesses, quote unquote, started spotting the chupacabra after the movie Species came out in 1995, uh-huh. which features a monster that looks exactly like that. Mm-hmm. So. But in the United States, the chupacabra has actually kind of evolved into a more dog-like creature. And that's why they think it's a coyote that has a type of mange called the Sarcopte scabii. Okay. So that's a word. And then that makes them <laughs> lose, lose, lose hair. And then their skin looks really scaly and stuff. So I'm about to send you a picture to our Skype chat if I can figure out where it's at. Okay. Oh, that's how I do. I'm not sure if I want to see this picture. Like, it sounds not pleasant. <laughs> it's got a no, in its name. Scary. It's, it's <laughs> exactly. Kind of, it's kind of blurry like Bigfoot. Of course it is. Oh, I didn't hit Andrew. Sorry. Oh, I'm like, ah! it, that's not something. Oh, that's not it. Okay, yeah. What? Sit- oh, there it is. No. Technology. There's my hit enter. It's like showing me the picture. I already have the picture. I'm going to try this again. <laughs> Hold music. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> oh, there it goes. 
God damn it. <laughs> oh, the poor thing. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a, I don't know, like an abstract coyote. Very skinny, mangy, little stringly. Really long legs, though, that are kind of like, you know, when you see movies with lichens, like mm-hmm. werewolfy things, it kind of looks like that to me. Like a small version. Maybe. It's hard to tell, you know. I'm it, just, it just looks like it starved. Like, it's, uh, is it a greyhound or one of those type of dogs with just long legs, a little bit extra long legs, and that it's been starved? That's what it looks to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and then it hasn't because it hasn't been fed. Then its fur is not the great coat. And there's also the Waxacatl, the Mexican hairless dog, and that kind of looks like a chupacabra to me because that's what I am starting to wonder if my dog is that. <laughs> I have to say, every time you say the word, I think chalupa. <laughs> that sounds like a chalupa dog. Yeah, and Chalupa is easier for me to say than Chupacabra. <laughs> I have to think of it. Think about it. Chupacabra. Chalupa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know where it's at. I was going to send you a picture. I made a collage of my dog versus a Chupacabra in the resemblances uncanny, but now I don't know where it's at. So, cool story, Kina. <laughs> story. Cool story when you share it on Facebook next week, I guess. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. I am so professional, professional. Uh, so I was at a live show for a podcast, and I was online, and this girl in front of us was like this majestic creature with all these amazing tattoos, and she had a really cool jackalope tattooed on her leg, and she's like, "I got it." So I moved to Texas, and everybody was talking about jackalopes and told me they were real. And it turns out they're not, but it's still a cool tattoo. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I loved it so much, and I actually want a jackalope now because they just look so cool. But apparently, it all just started by a dude in Wyoming, a hunter, putting some antlers on a rabbit. And then he told oh, him it was okay. it's like a taxidermy thing. And he did it in the 1930s, and it uh-huh. was just a taxidermy mail order. And then people are like, oh, my God, it's real. And then people start talking about it to the point where people are like, no, I've seen it. You know how people get. You can buy it everywhere here. All That's kind of cool. Taxidermist. <laughs> 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 There's a, the Taxidermy Museum. Well, it's not a taxidermy. It's the Buckhorn Saloon. It's just the world's largest collection of taxidermy. You can buy a jackalope in their gift shop. <laughs> it's a... Uh, a random thing you might want at a museum gift shop, but I'm here for it. I kind of want one. Well, Not a than, real one. It's better than the usual shot glasses and it's true. pictures of postcards. Yeah, everything's like, Texas, bah, rattlesnakes, uh, antlers everywhere. I have yet to be in a restaurant that doesn't have an animal head on it. It's startling. <laughs> Even like Chinese places? Just uh, well, we don't really eat at Chinese places, so it's well, probably- that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> we eat at a lot of barbecue, which is probably why. Well, yeah, then and breweries, and I, yeah, I got nothing for you. Then, then how yeah. are you gonna have like some dead thing on the wall that they're grilling <laughs> currently? <laughs> like we go to like little hole in the wall saloons that are really old because I like historic things, and there's always like a buffalo on the wall or something giant like a steer and i'm like oh it's staring at me <laughs> i don't like it but yay texas Woo. anyway my argument murray looks just like a chupacabra he does have hair though he's not hairless he just got the face and the ears of one so and he's an asshole to people <laughs> all the time <laughs> i don't think he's like a blood sucker but i don't know what he does at night so very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, Natalie, what do you got? <laughs> for my funsy extra fun thing, a pod person of ours, Miss Leah, I believe who it was, sent us a link to something that she's working on. And I think it's actually pretty cool. And that is a library, because you know that's my jam, for women's history. Oh! <gasps> right. Oh my god, I love that so much. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, Miss Leah or Doctor Leah. Excuse Ooh, me. Ooh, yeah, you better put that doctor in there. Mm-hmm. She earned that. That's really hard. She is the founder and executive director of this. Yeah, and it's just a library for women's history and all the amazing things that women have done in the history. But it's not up yet. They're actually getting funding for it. So if you want to donate, you can. We'll post the link on our page. I do like, and I'm not, I don't want to push it too much because, I mean, I'm broke as fuck, so it's no judgment. But it's just (laughs) this is is a cool thing to, to know about, the fact that this is a goal. I mean, this is just a whole little branch just for women's history. That's just really cool. And I like their little money tiers. So it's like Care Bear is five bucks. A literary oh. Hero is ten. Hidden Figure, I'm like, laugh, I like that, Aww. is twenty. Proud Mary, forty. Uh, Rebel Researcher is fifty. History oh. Maker is a hundred. And Galactic Glamazon. <laughs> <laughs> 150 and crown it for 200 and like i said i'm broke as fuck so i'm not gonna that's not a push like you know i don't want to be like give them all your money and don't pay rent that's not that i just think this is a cool thing but that is there if you can't afford that that's great it's really neat and they have on their website it's really organized and it actually has what it's for so, like, the site expenses, the program expenses, refreshments and fundraising. It's just a really neat, really neat thing. And there's a couple other ladies that are there. And it's just, like, they're doing such hard work to get this library going. I just want y'all to, people to know that. I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Is it going to be a physical library? Is it going to be, like, an internet type? Because I know, like, the Women's History Museum, quote-unquote, is an internet thing. They don't actually have, like, a brick-and-mortar museum No, it's yet. a lending library. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, oh, I love this. I'll so read a little bit from the website. It's like, we will build the first independent women's history library with a lending library that is a community hub as well as a destination pilgrimage for those around the world. It's time for the first library dedicated to women's history that is truly accessible by all. We will provide for the community a place where men, women, and children can escape their hectic lives, where they can feel welcome and inspired. We will combine a library, a Starbucks, and a cozy living room, a place where our guides are like cast members from Disney World, and the energy is positive and world-changing like a Girl Scout meeting. Oh my god, I love this so much, my heart. (laughs) Oh my god. I am a huge nerd for women's history. This um, is a really great idea because there is nothing like this. Um, they've collected 1,300 women's history books and released podcast episodes, 150 podcast episodes presented to thousands of people and served thousands with our message that says, we care about women's history, so we share women's history. So we care about it, we share about it. Oh, I love that. Is that link somewhere we can find it? Yes. Who I just Googled it. It's going to be in Indiana, Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. But I will put it on our website or at least our Facebook. And if you want to give it a gander, it was pretty neat. This is really cool. Yep. So thank you, Dr. Leah, with your. And uh, I just want to go like doctor, doctor, doctor. (laughs) Can't help it. But thank you for sending this to us because it's just a really neat thing and. Like I said, even if you can donate, great. If you can't, great. It's just a cool thing that this that you're always trying to get this out there. It's a really neat thing. So now, Miss Stacy, you okay. say you have a story for us. But it's not cryptid related, so I should have found a cryptid. But well, mine isn't either. Okay. I'm like That's women good. cryptids in this <laughs> women's library. No, it's it's fine. We're okay. random. That's great. <laughs> Mine's along the lines of the of a woman, wife of F. Okay. Scott Fitzgerald. I discovered that the two of them were very into the whole like flapper scene and party scene in the 20s. And it even said in this book I'm reading called Wicked Asheville. And it's short stories about the darker side of my hometown, written Ooh. by Ella Google. And I read that Zelda liked to get up and dance on tables. <laughs> <laughs> and I love to picture that. But the part that is famous with her in Asheville is unfortunately this is where she died. Oh, it's in Asheville. So 
she was in and out of mental institutions mm-hmm. and she was, she actually got to go visit. She actually got to go see F Scott when he was living in California. She was living here in Asheville, but it's, it's no longer standing. Actually. I think there's one building for the campus, but it was called Highland hospital mm-hmm. and it was a mental institution. So when she was a patient there, a fire started in the kitchen. It spread up the dumb waiter and it killed Zelda and eight other women. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's so so very sad. sad. But I love to imagine her in her happy days dancing on tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are the good old days. Yeah, she spent her last few years at Highland Hospital. And again, they said she like went to visit family for like a month and then came back to Highlands and she would visit F. Scott before he passed away in California and come back. And so they must have had looser restrictions on mental facilities, uh, psychiatric facilities, rather. Yeah, I think, I mean, she's probably also a very wealthy and well-known person, too. So they probably let yeah. some more things slide. I'm just Googling. Oh, no. There it is. Oh, it shows the fire. Ah! Yes. It was awful. That's crazy. I had no idea. Thank you so much for telling us. It's sad because she died there. but Yeah. She must have at least enjoyed some of her time there because she lived there for a number of years. Or lived here at Highlands. That's really fascinating. Thank you for sharing that little tidbit is that where you're from Asheville or I was born here yep I'm an Asheville original (laughs) 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 they're not as many of us as there used to be because we have a lot of transplants coming in and a lot of the more locals I think are feeling a little bit more pushed out Mm -hmm. Um, so but it's also kind of nice that we have we've developed into this quasi kind of metropolitan area with all of the transplants from all over the world, all over the country. And so we have restaurants that we never had before when I was Mm -hmm. growing up. And I mean, we have everything you can imagine here and it's just kind of exciting to Mm -hmm. have all this culture all of a sudden. No, I know exactly. We know what you mean. Cause yeah. (laughs) yeah, And I both growing up in teeny tiny like villages just about not really even <laughs> towns <laughs> Yeah. to moving to cities. And now you're like, most of my friends are from other countries versus mm-hmm. actually from here. And that's, it's refreshing. It always is. It is. It's nice. Although it, our traffic is just horrible now. We can't, <laughs> we, we can't handle what, the influx, but it's still nice that we have this sort of, we have a true melting pot now that we didn't really have. That's um, good. I just mapped, Google mapped it. You're like right smack between two major national forests, too. It must be beautiful there. It is. I'm quite partial to it. Three national forests. Sorry. I didn't see the Chattahoochee. That's a fun word. Is that like a (laughs) Bermuda Triangle of trees then? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A lot of trees. And we're right back on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And so we have all those mountain views and... Oh, that's yeah. just beautiful. That is so cool. So, Stacy, what do you do for a living? I have been working at our local hospital for the past 17 years. Wow. And this will be my 18th. So, yeah. And I just switched from the clinical side. I was working as a nursing assistant with our IV team. And I just switched to a clerical side where I'm doing patient registration at a children's specialist's off our main campus. So now I'm switching switching from 17 years of night shift to day shift. <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Have you always wanted to go into the medical field or did you just happen to go into that? A little of both. I originally wanted to do psychology, like research psychology. Mm-hmm. And I was a little burned out when I got graduated high school and took honors classes and college prep classes. And I just wanted to take some time off, but my family wouldn't let me. <laughs> so I didn't do so well and sort of floundered and bounced around for a bit. But I, my mom's a nurse. Or she just retired recently. So she's a mm-hmm. retired nurse. And so when I needed a job, she's like, well, let me see what I can do. And I ended up working in a, a child psychiatric unit and then on a general surgery and then on labor and delivery and then the IV team. And now 
for the oh, children's special. Cool. It just kind of bounced really around. Cool. So I, I've always been like nurturing, take mm-hmm. care of people kind of thing. So it just felt like it fit. Oh, that's amazing. I like I that. I always admire people in the medical field because I know that's like the one thing I cannot do. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I faint with blood. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I work on the IV treatment. <laughs> no. I I would like to one day be able to donate blood, but I, I to this day I've never done a blood drive just because I don't feel like being queasy that day, like an extra <laughs> extra yeah. bit. I have been good in emergency situations. Like when I was a camp counselor, a kid fell and literally a chunk of his knee was out, like literally a small chunk of his knee because he hit like this metal bar or something like the edge of it. And yeah, it was gross. Right. And not fun. And luckily, of course, I found them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I, as soon as I got him help and they took him to the hospital and whatnot, as soon as I knew everything was okay, just like, oh, and just <laughs> like, I'm going to go throw up now and lay down. <laughs> what are some of your other interests, Stacey? Like, do you... Do you write? Do you play music? Do you draw? What else do you like to do? Drink? What are you drinking? Drink too. <laughs> so this is a, a local, it's a ginger beer, Ginger's Revenge. And this nice. is slime agave. A ginger sip. I love it. That's, I lo- it's really, really, good. really tasty. I love ginger. So oh. I try to be artistic. I don't have a natural talent, but I still play around with it just because it's fun. So I I do a little like just kind of abstract painting and I like to color because I can't draw so I color. Oh, <laughs> I, I love coloring. Coloring books. It's so yeah. therapeutic. It's, it, it really it, is. It can calm you down if you're stressed or anxious. Absolutely, I love it. And I love to read. And I keep saying every year I'm going to try to be more outdoorsy because we have these gorgeous areas to go so this year I actually mean it (laughs) get outside when it's warmer I don't play any instruments anymore I played flute in high school in middle school and high school and gave that up so I haven't touched that instrument since but I'm determined to learn how to play the guitar if I can get my dad to teach me and he keeps repeating oh that's fun and we keep saying well I'm not as good as your uncle Mike my uncle Mike is not my dad (laughs) I'm going to wear well, them down even, one day. Yeah. Well, even if you can just get you started, like you don't have to be an expert to teach the basics. Just exactly. At least, like, just learn four chords. Learn four chords yeah. and you play half the songs on the radio, if not more. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. A lot of libraries have kits on how to teach yourself to play instruments. So you can check out the music sheets and some videos or some, you know, CDs or whatever. So it's really cool. If I can't wear them down, I'll have to do that. Yeah. Pick up both of those. You can literally get anything at a library. I saw that the one I used to work at just started doing cake pans. You can just do like cake decorating stuff. It's really cool. My grandmother was a substitute librarian when she retired from teaching. And she did. Yeah. For a number of years. She loved it. Oh, that's so fun. Substitute librarian. I love that. (laughs) That would have been handy. Yes, it would have. <laughs> we did not have that. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. So, history-wise, what's your favorite section of history? What what makes you geek out the most? I've always been drawn to Egyptian history. I love ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs, the pyramids, the tombs, the just the artistry. The fact they could create these massive carved columns and, and they're mm-hmm. and they did that with stone and chisel and they didn't have aliens. Yeah, it's aliens. No. Sorry, I can't help it. Yeah, it's such a big math. it's such a big thing for you where I'm like, I have to call it out now. Like come on. <laughs> and when you talk about ancient Egypt, you can't really talk about that without aliens coming to mind anymore it's just (laughs) it's really funny because on the news not too long ago they've done some archaeological digs and they think they found the 
basically the city of the people that built the pyramids. And there's like proof that they live there and they were paid and well fed and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, nah, who's still aliens. <laughs> By the way, so I had Kina for Secret Santa and I knew I was going to get her a glass. And I am very happy that I got her the let's get sloth. Uh, that glass with the sloth on there but it was almost my first look up though was uh aliens putting a pyramid <laughs> down <laughs> uh, so i didn't like the graphics and like every one i found i'm like i don't i just don't like the graphic on them so i didn't do it but it was gonna be that if i found what i liked that's <laughs> your own oh man <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's funny to me. It's one of my biggest pet peeves because people take it seriously. If it's a joke, I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh, I figured you would find it funny. Oh, I, I would know exactly it came from here, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Egypt, too. Even since I was a little girl, I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to write in hieroglyphics. It's just one of those, you know, I think there's usually two people. The people that are obsessed with Egypt and the people that are obsessed with Greece when they're a kid. Because they're the two big civilizations we learn about first. Yeah, and- exactly. And lately I've also been watching a lot of shows where they're unearthing new finds around like Stonehenge and these monolithic sites in Scotland and uh, and England. And I just love it. And I really want to go to Scarabray before it like erodes into the ocean, <laughs> into the North oh, Sea rather than gosh. But it's unbelievable that they built built these homes that still stand. And it's just, I love stuff like that. I totally, I used to call them the nerd channels because I wanted, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't care about anything, but history channel back before ancient aliens, yeah. um, the travel channel before it became the ghost network. Um, <laughs> I, I just love all that kind of stuff. Monoliths are so cool to me because they had to have moved those stones like hundreds of miles and it's just baffling it had to have been so significant but especially stonehenge they have no idea why it's there but I it know. had to have taken so much manpower in time to do that i just and yeah. they still keep, keep finding new things they mm-hmm. keep unearthing new things and there are monolithic sites all over i mean i know at least in scotland there are some big standing stones and it's just really it's just exciting Mm-hmm. it's exciting for me to know we can still touch what they created mm-hmm. even if we have no clue why we put it there it's still we yeah. can touch that because you know here, here in america you know we don't really <laughs> have my brother just all this time so annoying um we don't have that history mm-hmm. because we didn't preserve the the you know the native americans we didn't preserve a lot of what mm-hmm. they created because Europeans just wiped it all out so the few that are remaining it's fabulous that they are still there some of the mounds and some it's great that they do still exist and Mm -hmm. it's lovely that in Europe these things do exist and they keep finding new things yeah I like that you bring up the mounds I find them so incredibly fascinating I know Arkansas had some the Toltec yeah they are so cool it's just like a little piece of their history that us Europeans didn't wipe out. <laughs> kind of assholes. <laughs> I, I just wonder what ruins we'll have 500 years from today if we do actually have our world wars and whatnot. Like what kind of ruins we have? Because most of the stuff we build now is so cheaply made. Mm-hmm. But when I think of like the Colosseum, Stonehenge, all this stuff that's like super old. What's going to be left of what we make? Because everything's so cheap now. True. If anything. And would anything, even the metal skyscrapers eventually, you know, would they withstand the test of time the way Stonehenge or I love seeing where nature takes over the abandoned mm-hmm. buildings and abandoned areas. So you see the trees growing through the concrete and I don't know, would our, would our skyscrapers last? It's really interesting to think about, especially like our documents and stuff. Everything's so digital. It'd be really good. Now we could find a scroll like locked away in a mm-hmm. cave somewhere and be like, oh, like we don't really have that now. So it's kind of, it'll be very interesting to see what, 
And that's kind of a thing that a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of historians are actually thinking about that now. Like, how do we start archiving our information that is available to the future? What's important? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are like, how do I decide right now if this is important or not? Like, which house architectural styles are going to be important in the future? So there's people out there making those decisions. And I don't want to be that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I just hope tweets don't make the list. Oh. Well, like Trump's tweets are going to be a presidential archive. They have to be because it's the law. So that's that's a thing that's happening. I know. That's what I was thinking of. Like when you said we have to find out what's important. I'm like, please don't let it be the tweets. I know the presidential ones have to be, but I don't need to know about anyone else's breakfast and whatnot. That's fine. Yeah, it's rough. It'll be interesting. Like my, my generation, we still like to use paper and stuff and have hard copies of things and books and but i don't think books will ever go away because people still like to hold them and have them and hug them and <laughs> like yeah. sleep with them like i guess we'll just yeah, have to wait we'll be long dead gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah Stacey, are you reading anything right now i am the book i'm trying to finish i don't know how to pronounce her last name very well but it's caitlin dotty d-o-u-g-h-t-y and she is she's a mortician and her her first book was smoke gets in her eyes and it was about her first job at a crematorium and this one is called from here to eternity and it's custom burial customs around the world and it's very interesting and the last chapter i just read is actually near me she went to a body farm where most of it is a body farm where it's for forensic science, Mm -hmm. but there's a section where there is a, there's a woman who, and the interesting thing she pointed out, there's a lot of research now into more ecologically sound disposals of bodies Mm -hmm. rather than cremation or traditional burial. And a lot of this is being started by women. Oh, that's interesting. It is like, you know, back before embalming and funerals and funeral homes, it was very much the woman's place to prepare the body, mm-hmm. to clean the body, dress the body. And in a lot of countries, they still do. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it became very male centric, like so many things. <laughs> and now it's like here in the death world, you know, the women are trying to take the hold again. So this woman is actually working with natural ways to kind of compost a body so that it decays naturally and leaves nothing remaining. Oh, and, that's so, and so cool. She's, she's working on, you know, what types of like mulch and different things to use and the te- getting the temperature just right. And it's really fascinating. That's so cool. I think I've heard of, was it Washington? Maybe they're trying to get it where it's legal for them to compost. And then you can send the soil back to your family and they can garden with it or something. So it's like, instead of having ashes, you can turn your loved ones into soil. Yes. And it actually, I know they make bio urns, but you're cremated first. And Mm -hmm. so it's reducing your body to where you're not really left with anything. It's Mm -hmm. not really, it's more symbolic, which is still very powerful and very meaningful, but you're not actually providing any nutrients. Whereas composting you actually become, you know, your nutrients. Mm-hmm. You become nutri- you know, nutritious rather than symbol. It's both a symbolic and a nourishment for the plant. Yeah, I've heard those other ones with the cremation. It turns basically into cement, so you're not really growing anything anyway. So first, I'm like, <laughs> I want to be a tree, and I want Zeke to lug me around everywhere. But <laughs> if it's cement, it's not going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, so maybe by then there'll be composting will be legal yeah i think all those are really cool ideas i love that they're making like they they're putting ashes and making glass and they're making jewelry and Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing what we can do now that's what i'm gonna do with my mom i told her i told her i'm gonna make her a fancy paperweight (laughs) that with like the it's gonna be like green and her ashes swirled into it i'm like that's what you're gonna be she's like thanks nap (laughs) 
Well, that's so much cooler. Like when my dad died, he was just in my closet forever in a box. So it would be more meaningful to have them in something you could see or whatever. <laughs> Actually, I told her I'll spread her ashes in her happy places. So I might keep a little for decoration like that. And then her happy places is like on a beach in the mountains and at the casino. So I said I put her in the ashtray <laughs> of the casino. <laughs> I, she's like that makes me so happy like I, I, and like I think Crystal Bridges so yeah four places casino Crystal Bridges a beach and mountains one of the mountains in, around Mina yeah Crystal like Bridges has a lot of outdoorsy places you can get away with sprinklings and stuff nobody will see just a little it. just a little dusting it's not gonna be like <laughs> like this whole big mound yeah. it's just a little, oh. little little dusting although when I worked there I realized that they have security that just wear like camelbacks and all they do is walk the trails all day long so make sure they're not stinking no, up no, on no. you i'm gonna do like a <laughs> i'm gonna do the shawshank redemption like it's gonna be a hole in my pocket shaking out the that's even better yeah like I said, just a little dusting mm-hmm. but the casino one's my favorite though she's like i can't wait to see a cleaning lady dump my ashes into a track <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you trying to be stealthy and like sprinkle ashes in an ashtray when you're not smoking. I know, like <laughs> I love it. I might have to light a cigarette just to do it, just to make it like slightly less awkward. <laughs> oh, no, make it more awkward. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I really don't care what people think of me. <laughs> it's my mom. Lay off me. Right. I'm, I'm like gambling with holding this little ashtray and I'm like, don't throw away my mom yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I find I find that stuff. Some people can be really sad about it, but I find it really interesting. But also it helps you with the morning. So I like the fun stories where people have adventures, like one last yeah. adventure with their people. My friend's mom recently passed away, but her husband preceded her and she used to carry him with her. So she would go on a road trip. She would put him in the car. But one of my favorite things is she would talk to him and she'd get mad at him about something that came up that he didn't deal with when he was alive. <laughs> and she would like, put him in the closet. Like He knows what he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too Norman-esque for me. Like, <laughs> Oh, man, I love that. Hilarious. <laughs> say I was my dad lived in my hometown and so I came from Little Rock for his funeral and stuff and then they gave me his ashes and I had him in the car and I went out to eat with somebody and I ran into my ex's family and I was already out of it because you know when somebody dies you're still kind of in shock and you're just I'm already awkward so it was timed up by a (laughs) hundred and I was already like I don't want to talk to you and I finally was like um I gotta go my dad's in the car I need to go home and they're like but honey, your dad just died. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's in the car. I gotta go. And they're like, is he cremated? And I was like, why the fuck would that be your first question? Of course. <laughs> you think I just have his corpse hanging out like we can have Bernie's we in my backseat? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So we road tripped back to North or Little Rock and then he hung out in my closet for a while and then I I was like, he's haunting me. I was having nightmares all the time. Like, he just wouldn't let me alone. So I was like, Mom, take him. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> so when me and Zeke started dating, I finally mentioned something. He's like, wait, was your dad in the closet when we were dating? And I was like, no, by the time I... He he went on to the next person. So he made his way around all of us. And, uh, A little time and, share with dad. <laughs> yeah, well, we wanted to wait because all his friends were in Chicago. So we were trying to wait for everybody to come down. So we waited till his mm-hmm. birthday to inter him. And then it, because we're like, oh, the weather's going to be better in, like, May, and then it snowed. (laughs) 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 Like, what are the chances? Yeah, he wanted to be buried with his dogs. They're also cremated. So the crematorium people are like, okay, this is weird, but all right. (laughs) I think that's very sweet. Yeah, his bulldogs. He loved his bulldogs so much. I just had a coworker that says that she's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to end up with all of our dogs. Me and my husband with our little dogs just shoved in with us. That's what mm-hmm. she just said. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He had them all in little coffee cans, like, but he had their picture oh. taped around it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, oh, uh, 
He also had an alligator, but uh, they're illegal in Arkansas, so we couldn't keep that. So he stuffed it. Do you it's have a whole thing. Pet, <laughs> <laughs> Not currently, no. I, I have a cat who's curled up with me who's an asshole. He's just an asshole. And I have <laughs> a dog who's very sweet, but a, a little anxious. She, okay. When I adopted her, she was on Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still on the Prozac. She's got people issues, so she has a hard time meeting people. But Aww. she's very sweet and usually very snuggly. But she's off with my grandfather because she bonded with him. And <laughs> they are little love bugs. Aww. She left me to go be with him. But that worked out better for this because she would not stop barking at the cat and trying to chase him and play with him. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what that's like. Doggy barking dogs during a podcast. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> what are their names? The dog is Bella. She came named. Bella. And my cat is Hobbs. Because <laughs> I I love the the strip Calvin and Hobbs. Yeah. So I had Hobbs and up until it'll be Oh, two years ago next week, I had a little blonde, long-haired chihuahua named Calvin. So I had Calvin. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. And he uh, was attacked by a neighborhood dog and didn't survive. So. Oh, no. But I have his ashes. And so I don't, I plan on keeping them and probably, they'll probably go with me. when <laughs> And I actually, I read that you can have ashes mixed in with tattoo ink. <gasps> and oh, cool so i talked to my tattoo artist and he said it works better for shading that it mm-hmm. doesn't really mix well with mm-hmm. the paint so i have an idea in mind for a tattoo in memorial and sprinkle a little ashes in the ink that is okay. such a cool idea i got my kitty in the closet i don't know what it is with me putting dead things in my closet <laughs> but yeah she she passed away from old age last year She's in a little, they carved her a little wooden box with her name and oh, so sweet. But yeah, she's, she's hanging out in there. I have a little box that was carved with a little tree. It looks like cherry blossoms and I didn't ask for it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what is that ashes were going to come in. And I have a tattoo on my back that's a tree with cherry blossoms. What are the chances? No, I was so excited when I saw it. And so, yeah, I like that. Do you have any other tattoos? I do. So my back, I have the tree, and at the root, it's kind of a a play on the tree of life, but it's not very, there's not a lot of leaves, but there's uh, cherry blossoms. And then in the roots, I have my family names. So my mom's maiden name, my last name. Mm -hmm. And then I have phases of the moon at the top of my back. And then I have on my right leg, on my calf, I have a crow. With a key and ribbon for multiple myeloma, because my mom has multiple myeloma. Oh wow! Yeah. And it's a type of cancer. And then the key is a skeleton key with triscales, the Irish little um, trilogy symbol, on okay. both ends. And the key, when she was first diagnosed and first going through a stem cell transplant, they said, "Okay, have everyone in your support system give you a key because your support system is the key to your success." through your success and recovery. So that's oh, for her. And my heart. So she had so many keys. It was ridiculous. And so then on my left leg, I have a fox. That's my last name. So it's my dad's <laughs> last name. So that's for him. And then I have four plants around it. So one for each season. So I have periwinkle for the spring because they just explode in our backyard. And then <laughs> honeysuckle because they used to, they don't grow as much, but used to grow in our yard. I love it. It's probably total Southern cliche, but I still love it. That No, know, I'm with summer, you. Hot summer day, a warm breeze, a smell of honeysuckle. Love yeah. It. And then when you see, sometimes we would see little hummingbirds gathered oh, around them. And it's yeah. just so cool. It is. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then a mum, purple mum. My dad was a bit of a drinker when he was younger. So that hmm. did nod to his crown royal bag. So it's purple. <laughs> <laughs> and the ivy with the little berries red berries oh, so all around so the top cool. i like that so much 
to celebrate my thing. And then I'll have a new one on my arm for my little man, my little Calvin. Oh, I love What is that one going to be? Is it going to be of the dog or is it going to be? Uh, his paw print. I have okay. one little paw print because they did not make it after he died. It was so shocking. It was so unexpected. They <laughs> didn't tell me I had to sign a consent to have his paw print made. <laughs> Oh. And so when I went to go pick up his ashes, there were no paw prints, and I literally like almost couldn't walk back to the car. Somebody had to help me to the car. It was I can laugh about it now, but it was traumatizing then. Again, I just goof off with paint and just abstract swirls and colors. And going through reorganizing, I found this just stripes of like blues and greens with a little tiny paw print. <gasps> where oh. I and he was in my lap, and I made his little paw print. So I have one now. And he was born in April, and the flower for April is the sweet pea, mm-hmm. which also can symbolize departure. So I'm going to somehow do, like, a sweet pea in his little paw print. Oh, I love okay. that so much. That's really sweet. That's really sweet. Man, fur babies. They are my heart. I know, mine too. I don't have human... Babies. I was trying to do that one day, and I said, "I don't have flesh babies." And I'm like, "I want to carry the fur of flesh." And I was like, "Oh God, I don't have flesh babies." I'm like a serial killer. Well, like, I need to make that a thing. No. <laughs> so I have my fur babies. Oh, good. They yeah. are my children. What else can we grill you about? One or is there anything you want to share or anything you want to ask yes. us? How long do you plan on continuing the podcast? Are you guys like, do you have a greater goal in mind or do you just love entertaining us? Because I love the podcast so much. <laughs> and I, I only ask because another podcast I listen to is getting ready to end. They, oh. They've been on for three years and they're about to wrap up and they're ending the podcast to move on to different things. So. Mm-hmm. You guys have uh, greater goals, or I say we don't have any goals to quit. You know, we'll just keep doing this, and hopefully, more and more people listen. If everybody stopped listening, then I don't yeah. think we're gonna, That's not gonna waste our time <laughs> researching. <laughs> mm. I think we're gonna keep doing it until Keena gets tired of me. It brings me so much joy, and isn't that what that lady says? Do what brings you joy. Get rid of everything that does not bring you joy. <laughs> well, and I love our, our Patreon stuff. I'm very surprised of how much like I've connected. It's just really cool. I'm um, getting to connect with people from all over the country, all over the world. And I, I never thought I, I, we would do this. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. We have people listening everywhere. It's, it's blown my mind. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just a unique opportunity to find people, like-minded people. Uh, Stacey, back to you because yeah. it's your birthday. Uh, how are you doing? Are you doing anything great for your birthday? Or it was yesterday, technically. Okay. So, um, we had a horrible day at work, and I <laughs> met my, some friends of mine at a local bar. So I drank, <laughs> and like you ate, do, yeah, ate way way too much because we ordered two pizzas and cheese sticks, and nobody wanted the cheese sticks. So I ate almost the entire order. Oh, that's me. That's I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I think there were like four left after that. And I was in a lot of pain, but I did it. Worth it. <laughs> we did Friends Trivia. Oh. One of my friends is the, the Friends Show addict, and she knows almost everything. So we've done, it was our third experience. So we've come in third, and now we've come in second twice. Okay. So we were... We were so close to first, but you're doing so well. The first time I did a bar trivia, I came in last, but like way last, like really last. Oh. There was no, there was a huge gap between me and my husband and everybody else. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're just gonna drink. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We drink, and she brought a cake to the bar. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool, though. So it gave me presents, and it got cake, and we have we're very irreverent. We love each other, but we have horrible nicknames. <laughs> so, so we have the whore, the slut, the floozy, and I'm the winch. Oh, the I winch, love it. The winch. She actually got these teenagers in the bakery to write 
happy birthday wench on the cake. <laughs> and she said the one guy was like, this is not a name. Are you sure you want this on a cake? She's like, well, yeah. I'd rather have wench than the whore. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whore is so far from, like, none of us, like, our names fit. The whore has been with her partner for 20 plus years. <laughs> Uh, and the bluesy was with her husband for oh he he passed away she's in her 60s he let's see they got married when they were like 19 so she doesn't fit the floozy either and then my friend that goes by slut has dated one person since i've known her in 10 years (laughs) (laughs) so she doesn't fit i love a good ironic nickname i don't know yeah that's the best way to do it so she's, we definitely, but. Aww, I love that. Winch is my nickname too. That's what C calls me. Awesome. You can see if he can get someone from a grocery store to write that on a cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. He, he went to get a cake, but he waited till like the day of because he didn't realize you have to order those in advance. So he just went to a Mexican bakery and bought like one of each thing and just put a candle in like a, it was like a Danish type thing. I was like, here you go. Here's your cake. It was really sweet. Though. <laughs> that was that. pretty tasty, though. I mean, yeah. Oh, no, it was a giant cream puff. It was <gasps> like the size of your head. I was like, oh. <laughs> nice. <sighs> Mexican pastries are so good because they're not overly sugar. Mm-hmm. A lot of American stuff has so much sugar. It's just kind of. Yeah. But yeah, it's very muted. Sugar. Oh, it's so good. Yum. I just tried a concha for the first time. Mind blown. It's like Ooh. a sweet bread. It's kind of. <gasps> Oh, it's so good. Uh, But they're like a concha. They look like shells and they come in different colors. It's just a very sweet bread. I am a big fan of all of it. I love the food in Texas. So good. That's why I've gained so much weight. And that's why that's my New Year's resolution. Just stop eating. (laughs) No more tacos, Kina. No more tacos. Well, we were like, well, we'll just eat out twice a week. And he's like, can we still have taco Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) So instead of eating like four tacos, we're eating two. So we're we're that's our healthy. That's healthy. That works. Moderation. Yeah. That's healthy. Yeah. I've been in the gym every day this year. I know it's only the eighth, but I've done something every day, so I'm proud of myself. I don't have a gym membership anymore, so I can't say that. Sorry, <laughs> right. I'll eat all the cake you're not eating. That's fine. <laughs> okay. You said some of those conchas <laughs> up this way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stacy, anything else you want to share with us? Any fun tidbits or? Oh no, we'll Not probably have can... you back. We we don't have enough people to keep doing this. Oh, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> But we like to put on the pressure, though. You know, social security <laughs> number. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> Actually, I did think of something based on I listened to um, chat with Frankie. Hilarious. Okay. Love him. He's great. Can't yeah. wait to read his book. That I, I know. I, Coming up on dystopian novels completely. It's like, I'm done with those. And then he goes into the plot line. It's like, okay, I have to read that now. I am, <laughs> I'm back in the dystopia train. But I love his idea of the haunted house and the paintball and the training facility and all that. I know. I have one, so thing, awesome. one thing to add to it, which is something that my friend and I have jokingly sort of tried to discuss as a business plan. Mm-hmm. A rage room. Oh my god, I've seen those. And I want one so bad. We just go and break shit. Yeah, you have like a hammer and just bust up like TVs and shit. (laughs) This one place I looked up, I think it was in Canada though, had different levels. And one of them was Office Space, which is one of my favorite movies that I could watch over and over again. And so you had like printers, computers, and you just got to go to town. And I just, I love it. I think someone in Little Rock. I don't know if they're still in business, but they used to have themes. So there was like a Victorian room <laughs> and then, yeah, it was all these bases and plates and stuff. And then someone else, and then there was like a, the office room. Like, so they had all these different themes of where you just break shit. Like, it sounds like the life. It sounds pretty I, good. I had no yeah. idea that existed when I was there. Holy shit. You're amazing. I just, I want to find one close enough to me. I just have to do one. But I thought if he would like to steal that idea, I'm all for it. And he can mm. add that to the list of ideas that were shared. We call it the Stacy room. Yeah. <laughs> or Stacey the Fox room. room. Ah. Yeah, Stacy range. I love that. 
Oh, that's such yeah. a good idea. I do want, I saw it on The Bachelor. I know. Everybody's going to roll their eyes that I watched The Bachelor, but they had a date where they did that. <laughs> really uh, all right. Sorry, Stacey. Podcast canceled. Kato <laughs> watches The Bachelor. What the shit? No. It's a train wreck. And I, it's the psychological it aspect of just putting, it's a, like a pressure cooker of the all the personalities that should not be in a room together. And you throw them all and you just watch them implode. Like first night it was last night and all of them were already crying. So it's awesome. Entertaining. <laughs> they're crying over the dumbest shit and they're all drunk and they're just oh. they're just saying the dumbest shit. One person was like, You gotta risk it for the biscuit. Another girl was like, Yeah, flaky. Nobody says that. I think that's my favorite quote that has ever happened on The Bachelor. Risk, well, I like risk it for the biscuit. I've heard that. Yeah. But the fact that she responded flaky. flaky. Yes, please. Let's, I've watched it just for that part. Yeah. Uh, another person showed up with a emotional support cow. And oh, she, God. she named it Stacy P. And they did occupation vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I approve of that, at least. <laughs> Devil works hard, but the producers at The Bachelor work harder. Holy oh shit. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the conversations they have. That would be great. One girl was like, I I get motion sickness. And then she starts telling the story about when she was a kid and she's on the teacups at Disney World and she got sick and threw up. And they do this like horror movie montage of a slow motion <laughs> teacup as she's telling the story. Now, I'm telling okay. you, it's entertaining. Now, that's it, what I, I want to watch. I want to watch the show about the producers and the behind the scenes. Yes, of that, yes. that I would watch. Yeah, I want to know their reactions to this it's shit. Dumpster fire. Well, also, if they had the same editor that would edit Bridezilla's mm-hmm. or that TV reality show, I used to love that when I was a in high school. Bridezilla's and the slightly just enough respectable snark of the narrator. And the classy editing. If they put that on The Bachelor, I would watch that shit. I would. Yeah. That would be entertaining. It is entertaining because their occupation changes. And they'll put, like, smart-ass things that they've <laughs> done or whatever. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it so much. We have a... Keenan and I have another friend named Stacy, by the way. And I remember she when she turned... She's a couple years younger than me, so she's, like... 25-ish now, but when she's like, I feel so old, I'm like, you should, because you're now older than people in Bachelorette. She's like, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> like, that's when you know you peaked, when you're as old and older than the people in Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, they'll throw like a 30-year-old in, she never makes it. <laughs> yeah, oh. two weeks in, out. <laughs> nope, yeah. sorry. I know you need to sleep, so we won't, we won't hold you Ooh. too much longer. We're so excited that you're here. Stayed awake. I'm doing- <laughs> Thank you, thanks yeah, so much. This was amazing and wonderful. And I'm like, I was nervous and starstruck, and I had a wonderful time. Aww. I've never so had someone starstruck before. That's a that's a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been listening to you from I think I think you only had two episodes out when I found the podcast. Oh wow! So I was listening to you for me the second or the third. And I was hooked. Yours is the only one I'm currently up to date on. Well, there are two. So yours and one other that I'm up to date on. And that one only puts it out every month. So it's easy to stay up to date. <laughs> so it, it was just exciting. And then seeing the videos when I when I joined Patreon, it was like, oh, I get to see their faces. I was so excited. <laughs> I mean, I've seen pictures, but it's different when seeing the video. So yeah. I know. You actually get to see like the gestures and like mm-hmm. the... Tina's little head bob, like she'll do that yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and this, the one I'm editing now, I didn't finish it today. But yeah, he does a tour of his cats. Oh, he does. <laughs> He's walking oh, through the house showing us all his kitties. <laughs> like, and they're adorable. Great content for Patreon. Oh, yes. Yeah, Thank you so much, Stacey, for being a part of this. It's so nice to meet you and to actually put a voice to your face and everything. It's one thing when we see people post, but to actually get to really hear the tone of your voice and like how you speak. So now when I read whatever you post, I'm like, Oh, I can actually read it probably how you would say it. And so it's very nice to put the two and two together. There's a lot of deep sarcasm in most of mine. So sarcasm is welcome. (laughs) 
preferred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's, that's a goal. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. This thank was you. Fun. Oh, so cool. excited. Okay. I love I can't, it. I can't okay. wait to have you back. Uh, okay. I love this. This is great. Okay. Me too. All, All right. right. Have a great night. Get a good, good night's sleep. Will yeah. do. Go to sleep. Bye. 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 <laughs> I like her. Me too. And if you want to join Patreon and come on our mini gab, you should do it right now. One, two, three, go. Okay, bye. Now, bye. <laughs> bye, Zs. <laughs>